welcome to Bias Cast with your hosts Greg, Mike, and Richard. Do I sound do I sound sleepy? You sound depressed as you got to Richard. You know, <laughs> taking a long time to get there. And no. <laughs> well, tonight's topic is one that's near and dear to well, not us, but it sounded like a good thing to talk about. Uh, at the time, yeah. At, at the time, yeah. At the, at the <laughs> five, moment, five minutes ago. I had a brain fart and found something like, okay, let's talk about this. Uh, on the Reimagineering blog, which is reimagineringblogspot.com, I believe, right, Mike? Imagineeryebirth.blogspot. Okay, it's not really that important. But uh, they have a little post. They really don't have anything important to say on this place. Well, you know, when they started, they really did. And supposedly they had the backing of Lassiter and uh, Disney, uh, Roy, that is. Uh, so there was some interesting stuff. I do sometimes think they are epitome of the um, uh, the historians. You know, the, the you keep the park exactly the way it was, though sometimes they speak out against that, too. But regardless, the, the post this time that we're looking at is called Hong Kong Fui. And most young people would know what that means. For us <laughs> you remember older. that cartoon? Oh, I love that cartoon. Scatman Car- Brothers? Scatman Brothers, yeah, that's right. So it's a picture of this, we will guess, a little Hong Kongese kid or a little uh, Chinese kid and a sad Mickey on his overly paid-for sweatshirt, I'm sure. He's got some Mickey ears on that look reminiscent of the new Mickey Mouse Club from the 80s, and he's crying. He's very sad. So right below it, there's a chart, Disneyland say, Resort, is, and is that a Photoshop Mickey on that shirt? Because it that probably look it, right. it probably is, Richard. Um, okay. Back to what there I was go. saying. No, just yeah, I noticed that too. I don't think they sell that that shirt in the park with the uh, it's sad and crying too. But uh, there's there's a chart, Disneyland Resort, and Hong Kong Disneyland. And they don't even have to say anything other than Hong Kong Fooey. When you compare... Take, wait, the, the chart speaks for itself without actually reading it. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, Hong Kong Disneyland uh, maybe has one-third of what Disneyland has. It's, it's a chart listing attractions at Disneyland and attractions at Hong Kong Disneyland. And where you know, it's a list of attractions where Disneyland has them as a checkbox... Where Hong Kong Disneyland has them as a checkbox. Well, you know, let's let's slowly go down it and kind of talk okay. about it because, you know, the model, if I if I'm remembering right, for Hong Kong Disneyland was really recreating Disneyland almost, you know, brick for brick. It's very very close to the original park, and in I, a lot of ways to its original original uh, <laughs> uh, configuration. Jeez, yeah. I'm trying. I'm trying to think on the design right now. I gotta pull out. I don't think it's that oh, identical. Yeah. You haven't go to the Hong Kong Disneyland website. You'll see yes, that it's, you. it's the Sleeping Beauty Castle. Main Street is very much like ours, though. Obviously, there's yes. no American flag in Town Square. I think there's a. Uh, there's not. No, not there's not. The uh, Union Jack. Uh, okay, moving on. They have a Disneyland railroad. So next in line is the Main Street Cinema. They don't have it. But, you know, I'm not surprised since it seems to be that uh, the effort over the last few years is to get rid of it and put some kind of saleable plush or something who's, on it. Who's still got stuff popping up? Uh, I'm hearing- that's what I'm looking I may have to... Okay, blah, blah, blah. Why, can you hear those Skype things popping up? Yes, I absolutely can. 
well, we may have to live with it, uh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, wait, let me see if I can close. That's something else. Uh, you can always turn down your speakers. Oh, sorry. I didn't even notice I had them on. Okay. <laughs> How's, How's that? I've got my headphones on, and I'm listening to you yokels in the headphones. Okay, so back to the chart. Um, fire engine. They don't have any there. Horse con- horse drawn carriage. Zilch. Horse drawn streetcar. Horseless carriage. They oh, have. I'm sorry. Okay, I'm combining two lines. So they don't have our 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 great horse drawn streetcars, but they do have the horseless carriage. I, I'm an pausing op- so someone else can jump in. Okay, an omnibus. Both parks have an omnibus. Both parks have the Disneyland story. Wait, the Disneyland story? Do they mean the Disney story? I take it that means kind of, yeah, the the room that looks like uh, all the memorabilia and the the story about Walt, la, la, la. Okay, all right. Astro Orbiter, both parks. Autopia, both parks. Buzz Lightyear Astro Blaster, both parks. Disneyland Monorail? Just Disneyland. Submarine Voyage? Well, shoot, that's unique to Disneyland for all parks, right? Nobody's got that anymore. Oh, yeah. Honey, I shrunk the audience. Disneyland. No loss for them there. Uh, Yeah, real. Yeah, Space Mountain? Space Mountain. Okay, now wait a second. You you bring up a good point about no loss. You know, Monorail's a loss. Submarine's a loss. Yep, yep. So some of these that aren't checked for Hong Kong Disneyland, I think, are a BFD to me. Big, big fat hairy deal. Fire engine. <laughs> what? Fire engine. Who cares? You know. What, you know. The last time you were, I think we've talked about this before. I'm actually going to open up a, a new window. It's very, here. It's very possible. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah I'm, I'm, yes, Richard, chime in while you're. I'm in. No, the, go go ahead and say what you're going to say, and then I'll chime in afterwards. <laughs> Actually, you know what the deciding factor is, is who's most likely to forget what they're going to say. They go first. Better go with Rich. Right, go ahead. <laughs> it's too late. I've got my fingers crossed. I know what I'm coming back to. Okay, I, heard, I got it popped up on the map right here. Uh, great. I'm looking at Hong Kong Disneyland map. It doesn't, outside of the fact that it looks like your typical Magic Kingdom, unquote, it doesn't look a thing like Disneyland. Hold on. All right, let's get to the list. We have four lands, and one of them's Main Street. (laughs) That's part of the problem. You Uh, have an adventure land, a fantasy land, and a tomorrow land. Yeah, on your point? My point is you don't have a frontier land, for one. Yeah. So, like... You said it was like Disneyland. If there's no frontier land, how could it be like Disneyland? Okay, right, it, and it, how, if you don't have a frontier land, where do you put Big Thunder Mountain? Where well, what, how does Mark how does the Mark Twain Riverboat fall into it? And you certainly wouldn't have a Columbia um, dipshit. That's why we're getting down the list, and you'll see a bunch of these blank spots. What I'm saying, what Gus is trying to say is um, <laughs> fucking eight, Bubba. <laughs> Hong Kong Disneyland is not anything like Disneyland. It's a different park. Jeez. Well, obviously, it's a different park. Uh, Main Street is very, very similar. Same castle, same basic scale of Main Street. Um, I do not doubt that some things are arranged a little differently, but as I look at it here, I see, a, okay, 
their Adventureland is a combination of Frontierland and Adventureland. It's one big area. And remember, we've had this talk about our Tokyo Disneyland. Some things don't translate well, so they use some different terminology for the same kind of thing. And They're, that's kind of, yeah. Okay, they're flavored. Where are you looking at this map from? At uh, Disney's website? HongKongDisneyland.com. Yeah. Actually, it's HTTP colon forward forward park.HongKongDisneyland.com. Park. Um, Main Street is, I mean, very, very similar. I'm not going to say it's exactly like, but it is very, very close to our castle, our Main Street. Um, even the Frontierland is got a rough shape like ours with a what looks like Tom Sawyer's Island, but it's not. The Tomorrowland's kind of kind of a weird arrangement where Space Mountain and all that is, but I think you take a, oh, you take a look at the Tom Sawyer's Island. That's the Jungle Cruise that goes around it. I realize that, Richard. Yes, but I'm what I what I'm actually. Guessing, I think that's kind of cool, actually. But uh, it is. It really is. I like the geysers out there too. But I'm getting to the point of the, this whole article is. Well, there's actually no article. There's just well, their whole little art. checklist things. It's lame. No, actually, I think in this one they have a point. The point is, you invested all this money into a park. You expect a bunch of returns for people to. Come oh wait, out. then let's finish the list before we get on okay, to the, the, the damage. Then. Then, then we'll go back onto it. All right, we. You had, you're, 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 you interrupted for a, what? Wait, you had a point. Oh crud! What? Uh, stupid audio. All right, sorry. Oh, you got the audio uh, coming up. Yeah, no, all right. Whereas we're going down the list, some things that are not checked on the Hong Kong Disneyland side, you know, some of it I don't, you know, no one's going to care that they don't have a fire engine. They are going to care that they don't have a monorail. You know what I'm saying? They are going to care they don't have Star Uh, Tour. You know, I don't know if, because the way this resort is set up, you know, for them a monorail might just be going in circles around Tomorrowland. I don't know if that's all that important at this stage of that resort. Okay, but you know the what I'm trying to do is throw this list into some light that what they're saying that Disneyland has that Hong Kong Disneyland doesn't. It's it's some somebody it's crap that people don't care about if it's there or not. That's what what I was going to say earlier is some of the things like the fire engine, the horse-drawn carriage. <laughs> uh, the last few times I've been at the Magic Kingdom, I've only seen the horse-drawn carriages early in the day. Correct. I have maybe seen one vehicle on the street. Uh, it's it's not been, let's say, the cosmopolitan uh, traffic <laughs> jam of Disneyland's Main Street, where there is constantly vehicles honking at each other, uh, omni two omnibuses running, a fire truck, and the horse-drawn carriages. I've never seen that since 2005, when I've had the luxury of going a lot. Back in 86, I did. Back in 82, I did. But more recently, I have not seen that. Uh, plethora of vehicles going down Main Street. So what I'm saying here, like you're saying, yeah, big deal. So what? No fire engine. Whoopee fuck. You know, <laughs> get over yourself. Now, as we right. go down let's the pick, line... Let's pick up the list. Or at Space right. Mountain. They, they both yes, have... Both have. Um, star Tours. They do not have a Star Tours. Uh, they do not have Alice. Alice in Wonderland. You know, it would have been nice if they kind of... Well, these are sorted together as far as areas... Um, they do Casey not Jr. have a Casey Jr. Uh, they do have Dumbo. Dumbo. says no small world, but we know small world is opening. Yes. Actually, right. I haven't even built it, but, you know, that's 
that's my new campaign to get rid of Small World. But is a, is a Small World at Hong Kong Last supposed to have... <laughs> what, what, Mike? Is, is Hong Kong's Small World facade and placement supposed to be the same as Disneyland? You know, what I was going to to see on this map, if they had, you know, a coming attraction thing, and I do not see... Um, I don't know what location they're going to put it in at, so... Um, I don't know. I, I I would guess that it's a somewhat scaled down version, uh, but I, I have no. I'm just pulling that out of my arse. So okay. So right. where were we? Dumbo or okay? Uh, no, Small the, World. Okay, they don't have it, but you say it's coming soon. Yes, that's. They both have a carousel. They both have the Mad Tea Party, though. I think their Mad Tea Party is called Mad Hatter Teacups. So big deal. It's covered like Disney World. Maybe they got a lot of rain. Who knows? Um, so that was the Matt no, Tea Party. No Matterhorn. Uh, no Mr. Toad. Toad. Oh, actually, geez, there's hardly any dark rays. No Peter Pan's flight. No Pinocchio. No, no, no Snow What the fuck is in Fantasyland? That you guys, wait. Sleep. Yep. Right. <laughs> we'll come back to that in a second. That's a, that's uh, a good question. Yeah, there's only one dark ride is uh, Winnie the Pooh. It's the only dark ride I see in there. Okay, they've got. They don't have a storybook. They don't have a big thunder. Big thunder. No more no train. River. Basically, no, no river traffic. Uh, <laughs> and we'll get to why to that in a second. Uh, they do have a tiki room. Oh, they don't have a tiki room. No, no tiki room. No, no Doctor Jones. No, you call him Doctor Jones. <laughs> uh, they do have a jungle cruise and a treehouse. Tarzan's treehouse. Tarzan's no haunted so mansion, and that's blasphemy. No pirates. No pirates. No splash mountain. No splash. No David Crockett explorer canoes. Oh my fucking god! It's over. What are we going to? Because do? they don't have a river. I know. Well, we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, they okay. do have Winnie the Pooh pile of that stuff. Okay. You know, <laughs> no gadgets. Go. Oh coaster. no! Let's shut the park down. Uh, and no Roger Rabbit. Okay, but see, they don't have a Toontown. So no. Uh, yeah, I know. They do have Mickey's Philharmonic Magic. They which do we don't have stitch, which we don't have the animation academy. Which, which what the hell is that in? There? I guess it's DCA. Uh, yeah, is that the same? The new thing we put in DCA over there. I haven't been over there myself, but I thought that's what they put in there. Um, now back to my comment about similar to our park. If you were to count up the attractions on the right and count up opening day attractions, I'm you know I'm taking a wild guess. It might be somewhat close, and I'll give them a little bit of a break that. They open a park. Let's not totally go for every single thing we can in the first shot. But signature, I mean, large signature attractions like Mansion, Pirates, uh, those are staples now in the Disney, uh, how do you want to say, the... um, (laughs) Canon. Well, Canon, I was going to say, like their... um, database or their what would be an old term that's a modern term database but it's part of their their um stable of attractions these are things no matter what park you open you have a mansion put it in yeah you have a pirates uh the tiki room's actually gone in it i think all of them also well i'm not sure about paris that one i'm not sure if they've got a tiki but you look at uh, under new management i thought paris threw it out i don't know but That's you just, kind of look at an overview, and it there. Okay, Richard, you are correct. It's not an exact copy of Disneyland, but if you look at Main Street, it looks ooh, like pretty darn close rendition of our Tomorrowland. Our castle, which this is the first time Sleeping Beauty's castle 
has been reproduced. Uh, their adventure land from you know this cartoon map kind of looks like it's on the verge or has the future possibility of looking similar, except that they put the Jungle Cruise around what we would call Rivers of America, which, again, think about it. I don't think Tokyo has a Rivers of America either. They do have an island, though. Um, so I'm not sure. The tree, the tree house is on their island. Yeah, I'm not sure what they call it. Um, Adventures in fashion. What the hell is that? It's a store. No, it's listed as an attraction. Where is it? Um, their arrangement of Tomorrowland. I mean, if you look at some of the buildings, that building that has the... I don't know what that is coming out of it. It looks like a rocket or something. Kind of has the shape of our building that now has Star Tours in it. There's some similar shapes here, though, again, overall, um, this is a... You know, you're right, Richard, a poor copy. I kind of was sucked into their main street, and I'd seen some pictures of it going, you know what? This looks like our main street, and that looks like our castle at the end of the street. Um, but I think the plan was this: let's get this park open, uh, and then we'll start adding on to it. Which I'm, I'm pretty sure that's exactly what what a lot of the attitude was. They want, first of all, it's all on land. I mean, it's all landfill. landfill. Yep. Between three islands, you had to get the whole transportation system. The Chinese government put a lot in there. They wanted to see something happening, so. Disney put in, you know, a lot of quick, easy things to put in there to get it up and running and at least make it look like a a decent Disney park with the expectation of adding a lot as they go along. That's interesting. Okay. The Tarzan's Treehouse is on the the island. You said I thought you meant uh, Tokyo when you were talking about that. I, you know, the one thing that makes the Jungle Cruise somewhat um, inviting, if you will, over time has been that it's grown up around you. It's, it's intimate. You're close to it. I don't see how this one's ever going to have that feel. You've got the train pretty close to it. It's on a fairly big, open, wide river. It's like the river. <laughs> yeah, it is. I, I don't see it ever really filling up, you know, and then you've got it going. You've got the Jungle Cruise going around. The rafts are going back and forth to the treehouse. Um, then you got the leaky tiki's. Uh, that's just that water, stupid water thing like they got at the Magic Kingdom. Uh, it's just kind of a huh. uh, an odd arrangement. What's this festival? Is that Festival of the Lion King? Festival of the Lion yeah. King. The show. Yeah. Oh, um, adventures in fashion. Did you look what that was, Mike? It's I like it. some. I guess she's some Hong Kong fashion diva that. Has a salon. They have a runway there to show off her little Disney fashion stuff going on in there. Vivian Tam, Vivian Tam has inspired Daisy Poon to design their own cool clothes. Yowza! Yeah. That's okay. Cool. Well, that's got to be a cultural thing. Yeah. Well, yeah. you got to expect some cultural. That's got to be something we're not going to get. Which, which comes to the other point I was going to say on there is how much of this would translate we we you were mentioning it greg but how much would some of the things translate cultural wise um you know it's funny I, a guy that sits next to me every day is from hong kong he had a british passport you know he's a i don't want to say he's a young kid he's in he's not quite 30 so i guess he's a he just turned 30 in fact i'm sorry and i asked him if he'd been there and he, he kind of had this mixed feeling about how hong kong will react to Disney. Um, 
it sounds like Hong Kong is quite the place to live, very metropolitan, a lot of things to do. Um, this might not be the best fit for him, but yeah, culturally, some things he just shakes his head sometimes. He just doesn't get it. And I don't get sometimes things he's into. You know, it's just, it's, and he's been here quite a while. Um, but, you know, there's an interesting perspective of someone who's from Hong Kong. Um, so anyway, that's, that's, see, right, that, so, that brings up an excellent point right there. Is now all things would necessarily one of the reasons that Hong Kong Disneyland was built was because Hong Kong, even though it's now no longer part of the British Empire, it's part of China, but it's still this international business hub for the entire South Pacific and that whole region of the world. All businesses go in and out of Hong Kong. And so you got a lot of travel and transit going through in that area, and that was one of the reasons was that it was already built as the central hub to be able to bring people into it. So their whole thing was to bring in all these outside tourists into Hong Kong on just this new venture. And how much of this would actually translate to the local Chinese and the Chinese that are surrounding in the uh, greater part of China that are coming down into Hong Kong now? You want to hear something ironic? They are having their own illegal alien problem, and they're not very happy about it. China is? No, Hong Kong is. Hong Kong. Who are the illegal aliens? Mainland, Mainland Chinese. Chinese. They, they, <laughs> I, Hong Kong's part of China now. How can, how can they well, be? Okay, Hong Kong may be part of China, but it still operates independently as a government. Okay. Uh, and basically, they come over to visit and they never go home. <laughs> they have they have anchor babies. Sound, sound familiar? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Same kind of problems. And I talked to you know my my kind of cubicle mate about it. And he, <laughs> I can't help but laugh. I'm like, that sounds really familiar. Okay, let's go. Let's go back to our comparison list here. What's our problem with it? Our problem is that the Hong Kong Disneyland was was built to be. A carbon copy of Disneyland, and it's far from it. Well, I, we I just th- feel we just feel bad because they're getting the short end. Only seventeen attractions listed on this list. I said carbon copy because I've been mainly focused on Main Street. I will admit. I mean, even down to Snow White's Grotto next to the castle. Um, okay, but, but is the is the is the dismal hmm, not dismal? Well, how maybe, how long I mean, has it been open the, now? Two years. Opened up, yeah, opened up in two thousand five. Okay, and you say that so Small World is on what? So it's coming up on three years. Okay. If it opened in 2005. What was it? Um, I want to say it was right. September of 2005. Uh, I don't know. I'm no, going to check. Regardless, what the, I guess we're not seeing much information as far as a plan or a, um, uh, a future for Hong Kong Disneyland. You know, uh, to open without... A mansion in a uh, a pirates is just almost well, unfathomable. But I mean, you got to give got to give Richard props. September twelfth, two thousand five, park open to visitors. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. But but okay, pirates. I can picture in Adventureland. Where would you put the mansion? Well, if you do it like they did in uh, Tokyo, it's in kind of an odd spot there. Also, um, in fact, I. Th- I'm trying to think what you can see from the mansion that just doesn't seem right. I want to say Small World or something. It's just in an odd location. Or maybe it's a 
across from the Crystal Palace. I don't know. It was in a in an odd place when I was looking at the map. I don't know. I'm not saying um, there is a good place. They might have to do what they've uh, done in Paris or something. Just totally come up with a new theme for it. Maybe maybe Phantom Manor here is a better. Um, but still, where would you put uh, it on Main Street? No, no, no. There's room. Well, there's room for expansion, Richard. There's room well, for expansion okay. on that. You don't have to squeeze it okay. into the existing. Key, key phrase, there's room for expansion. There's something in, in the future, but you're saying you're complaining. Your complaint, though, right now is why did they open up with them out of mansion? I'm looking, okay, where would you put the mansion right now? Well, that's what we're saying. Hey, room, room could have been made for it. If we're talking about why didn't they open with it, then the question is why, why did they not? I mean, if they were going to open with it, then they could have designed it or put it somewhere that made right. sense. Granted. Okay, they they could have done that. So I mean, heck, Haunted Mansion could be on Main Street at this place. It, it could because remember, originally the Haunted Mansion was planned to be off the side street of Main Street, up on a hill. So that could still work here. There's also when you look at the total arrangement and the way the train kind of snakes around. Um, if you were going to do it, the, the train could have taken a little more um, a path similar to Disneyland's or the Magic Kingdoms. It looks like on the trail from what we would call Frontierland around Big Thunder, if there was one here, there is looks like there's room to have done something there, uh, potentially. Maybe back in Adventureland or at the end of Adventureland to the east side of the park. Uh, or, I'm sorry, the west side of the park. I mean, there, there are possibilities. I think you... I want to say you find the one in Tokyo. I'd have to look at the map up towards the back end, kind of next to... Uh, Fantasyland. I will. And, and, I will. See and if I can reach my. The, the and the other question. Tokyo map here. Hold on. The other question I go back to is, and this I I go just from left field because I don't know, and I will defer to your cubicle mate to uh, give us the proper info. Yeah. But um, that I could smell that over here. Jeez. <laughs> it was some really good onion rings. That was nasty. Okay, I, uh, I'm looking at. Okay, we, can uh, we only have. No, one? I was going to say the uh, um, ghost ghost house and piracy. How are those felt in in the general populace of of Hong Kong? My, from what I've remember in the past, those are kind of like bad mojo things to the Chinese ghost and uh, pirates. They're they're you can't. They can't look at them in the fun, you know, cartoon look that we can look at them in the attractions here. They just look at ghost pirates bad, and uh, maybe no, we don't look at the pirates as a cartoon. We, I mean, we kind of sensationalize people who mainly died of venereal diseases and not in battle. But um, <laughs> hey, it's a I, fact I, laugh, but I, it's a fact. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. You have to admit, Pirates of the Caribbean and even the pirate movies is a caricature. It's a cartoon. It's not real pirates. It's it's the fun. What the hell adventure. are you talking about? It looked pretty damn real to me. <laughs> no, you're right. They make them larger than life. They make them, but you know, some of those characters. But that's what were that's larger what saying, than life. So they they. That's what Thing is we look at it with the great adventure, blah blah blah, swashbuckling and everything. But I, I seem to recall there's something in Chinese cul- culture. It's bad mojo type stuff, and 
it's just black and white. The, 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 there is no middle ground, and it's just uh, bad. All right, so, I don't okay, know, but, but so that goes back to the original question we don't know the answer to is where is the cultural impact? By the way, the, the mansion in Tokyo, because I'm looking at my Tokyo map here, um, is to the west of It's a Small World, not too far away, at least according to this map, from the carousel and the Dumbo spin. So it's kind of in an odd spot. Uh, so it's kind of, is it on the border? You've got to call it Fantasyland. It's, in fact, I'll actually look in the Fantasyland portion of my guidebook here. This is circa 1990, early 1990s. Um, All right. Well, do, 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 so kind of, anyway. What, Richard? We're not. I was oh, go ahead, Richard. They did, did they list Country Bear Jamboree? They didn't. Because Tokyo's even got a country bear chambering. We used to. Yeah, we, yep, it is in Fantasyland. Uh, it's perfect. Um, now, well, okay. On to the Chinese myth and all that. And I'm not, you know, of course, Mr. Chinese expert. But I do know, having done some tours in Chinatown and Frisco and going around with a Chinese person, yes, they have a lot of things about spirits and they, they use uh, mirrors. You know, there's no dead... You know, if you live in a... You know, picture like a cul-de-sac. You're at the end of the row. You're going to have mirrors to reflect the bad spirits out and all that. So, yes, possibly the mansion might not translate to this Oriental Park like it did to Japan. Um, pirates, it's hard to say. They have pirates, obviously, in their culture. Uh, Especially Hong Kong. Hong Kong being a predominant, I mean, major seaport. Sea- yeah. So, who knows? You know, maybe those attractions um, became and- a cultural problem and they were looking for a solution so fine but still let's go to it we'll we'll drop those off as possibly a cultural um oddity or problem but go into fantasy land and only have winnie the pooh one dark ride no peter pan one one dark ride no snow white Uh, you know i give them a pass on storybook boring canal boats um, Mr. No, Mr. Toad. So again, I doubt if these things are cultural because all you got to do is look at that other park that we found in China that says, Dis- you know, Disneyland too far, come here instead. They're imitating <laughs> all those things. Right? <laughs> Disneyland too far. Happy, here instead. Happy, what was it? Happy Dreamland or Naki yeah, Dreamland? Yeah. No, no. Nara Dreamland. Nara Dreamland. I don't you. think it was Nara. That was... Isn't that one in Japan? Anyways, it's, you know it's which one we're talking Japan. about. It's, it's the knockoff that has the characters that they say, oh, no, no, that's not a mouse. That's a cat. Yeah, okay. <laughs> the other park. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, so I think it would be more accurate to say that they failed here to provide adequate attractions to get repeat customers. Because let's just let's focus a minute on what they actually have. Okay, the Disneyland Railroad. We all enjoy it. We think the railroad's cool, but you don't exactly say, "Hey, let's run down to Disneyland and ride the train." All go ride the railroad, ride the train. Yeah, <laughs> we have a horseless carriage. Again, it's kind of a quaint thing. It's fun to do now and then, but not actually beating the door down to do that. Same with the no horseless carriage or the horse-drawn streetcar. I actually jump on the I only jump on the carriage if if I'm walking in and it happens to be ready to pull out when I when I roll in there. Occasionally I'll stop and wait, but you're right. Most of the time, hey, look, it's empty. Let's go jump on it. We're here, right? 
like kind of how you, you you plan it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Omnibus. Same thing. If it's there, and it looks like there's room, you might jump on it. The Disneyland story. You know, you know. Again, not beating my door down to go see that a hundred times. Uh, Astral Maybe. Orbiter. Yeah. Nah, you know, I rarely get in it. The line. It's a slow load. Takes too long. It's not a huge thrill. Big whoopee. Would you go on the Astro Jets again? Uh, if it was back on top occasionally, top, but I would yep. go all the time. It's that was never an attraction that I just had to run and do. Usually because again, it's a slow load. It's a long line. Um, and it's not that great of a thrill. I could go, but also, you know, while you're going down your list, let's also put this into perspective that we're all at Disneyland quite often. We've been there all of our lives. We've gone on these rides dozens of times. So yeah, to us, okay, those aren't the attractions we're going to jump to, but others will. Let's back up to the analogy of the first. Okay, not the first time. The second time I went to Disney World because the first time I went, I was with. Uh, my dad had just died six months prior, I think eight months. We were there with my brother, my mom, and a friend of the family and a couple of their kids. So I didn't really have a choice. I was 12. I, you know, just the family floating around. You did what you did. Uh, went back in 82 with my, one of my best friends. We rode every single stinking attraction. It didn't matter if it was Dumble. It didn't matter if it was Carousel. We're like, we're there. We're going to ride everything that's open. Now, with that said... We rode the carousel once. We rode Dumbo <laughs> once. Space Mountain, couldn't count the times. Submarine, couldn't count the times. Mansion, couldn't count the times. Horse-drawn carriage, once. But that's, okay. that's still that's still in the perspective. How no, many it's not. That's, that's a wait, once, wait, wait, wait. once in a lifetime. Didn't know when I was going to go back. That was how my second visit to the park. at Disneyland? Uh-huh. And how different is the Dumbo back then in 1982? How different was the Dumbo in Disneyland compared to the Dumbo in Florida? They were exactly the same. Actually, no, they were 82... Oh, 83 is when we changed Dumbo in Disneyland. So, yeah, they're exactly the same. So but, you've what's your point? It, my point is you've already ridden it a dozen times. The only thing that's different is you went there to Florida and, okay, you rode it so you can say, I've ridden it. But it's not like you've never, ever ridden Dumbo before. You have. You've done it a dozen times or more at Disneyland. Dumbo's so a still- carny ride. I can ride them at the local church <laughs> when it comes through. Not not your <laughs> carnies that you have in your area because they just have the stupid little rides. But, you know, ours has those and the big fast spin ones. And the throw I'm, you up and I'm, the- still, I'm still saying that. But you're saying that the Chinese or Hong Kong people are so, uh, so just lacking of entertainment that they're going to no, run I'm back with saying- Dumbo a hundred times? I'm just saying, one that has never done it before is going to come in with a different perspective. Than I what we don't will. think the people are running back to ride Dumbo again. The kids like to ride it when they're there, but the adults are like, "Oh my god, let's fucking go ride Dumbo! Let's go!" You know, in the summer. I, I, you don't know. I mean, if they only have 17 attractions, well, they might you be. Don't have much of a choice here. <laughs> but as we're, let's continue down the list because that. Okay, down your list. Um. And we, okay. we finished the list, no, no, didn't we? Going, no, he's, he's going specifically on which attraction's good to go to and which one is. No, no, no. no. I'm not saying which one's good and which one's not. What I'm saying is let's go down and it say we have it here. Here's what we have. How could, people, how could they expect to have a lot of repeat customers based on what they have? Okay, so we've done Astral Orbiter, Utopia. Again, a fun little ride. The kids will like it. Not a big adult thrill, but the kids will like to go on it again. That one probably you'll get a... 
I would guess a little more repeat attraction because who does who doesn't like to drive a car, right? Uh, That's right. Probably you know there's a lot of public transportation how many people, in Hong Kong. How many people in China don't have their own car anyway? That's right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You don't see a uh, thousand bicycles going down Main Street. <laughs> well, actually, in Hong Kong, there's not that much room for bicycles either. So. No, it's mostly public transportation. So, uh, uh, my buddy says there are quite a few cars, but there's a lot of lot of reliance. He says you don't really need it. The subways and everything are very good there. All right, Buzz Lightyear's Astro Blaster. Here's probably the first one, in my opinion, that's got a lot of repeatability. But again, I don't know what the cost to get in their park. But let's say this was our local park. And, you know, compare that these are the few attractions we have and it's $90 a day. Well, I don't, wouldn't be paying $90 so far for Buzz being the only one that I'd want to run back and forth to because there's a challenge here, right? You want to beat your buddy or your, your sister or your mom or whoever you're with. Um, so that one potentially has, you know, a lot of rewritability. So next one down is Space Mountain. Definitely a, a rewritable. Now, does anybody know I th- what... Yeah, I'm sure Joel's probably you know gonna be screaming at his iPod saying, "I know, I know." Uh, <laughs> by the look of what their cars look like, I'm guessing that their Space Mountain is a duplicate of ours, track wise, um, because they do have the side by side vehicles. Uh, one thing they didn't stitching oh stitching counter that is not what we thought it was. That is more like a turtle talk. Oh, oh. Yeah, that's right. That's oh, okay about that one. That might actually be pretty cool. Ah, uh, yeah, it might be. I'm not uh, better than the better than the chili dog burp. <laughs> actually, that doesn't bother me that much. I would have preferred to see the original, but and he's somewhat of an annoying character. But you know, I'll I'll go do that if I you know if I must. Uh, let's see. The next one down they have is Dumbo again, uh, like Richard's analogy back to the uh, flying saw or the uh, astral blaster. I you know this is just the kids' version of what the astral blaster is for. The older kids, not a big thrill return ride, in my opinion. Um, next down, Carousel. Again, very kid-oriented. Adults usually stand by and watch, occasionally get on. Uh, Mad Tea Party. Eh, you know, it's a probably a mix, right, of some adults, some kids. Not this adult, not anymore. Not anymore? <laughs> no, I can't handle that ride anymore. Don't want to yak your cookies? Yeah, it, it came too close too many times to take a chance anymore. Yeah, okay. So now we have to skip down, down the list. Thing. Jungle Cruise. Okay, now to me that's a rewritable. I, that's a one that would, I'd say, yeah, we got to do that. like to do that when I'm here. Though I'm finding my family is not one to do that as much as I'd like to do it. I, I still dig it. Tarzan's Treehouse. Uh, not a real favorite in our park here. Uh, you know what Tarzan's Treehouse is good for? What? Wearing the kids out? Dream fast passes. Oh, yes. You, a, you have a pretty good story a, about that. Except you. Oh, by the way, let me go on a tangent right here. Okay. Okay, you remember you guys were telling me about Walt Disney World has their, what, what do they call it, where you have that extra hour in the park afterwards? Extra magic yeah. hours, yeah. Extra magic Before hour. or after. Yeah. And Those, it swings both ways. It does, does it? Uh, does it? <laughs> we go before and after. It swings okay. both ways. Yes. Okay. I heard that about you. Yeah. Um, and you guys were, t- and one of you, I think it was you, Greg, that was mentioning that you were saying reading that it was going to be coming to Disneyland. They were going to be trying no, it out at Disneyland. Me. 
wasn't you? Well, somebody was mentioning it. We have it now going on at Disneyland. In fact, we have it going on right now. They just finished it off at Disneyland Park. But this, oh, wait, that's supposed to be a dream, though, right? It's a, right. It's, it's a being given out as million... part of, as part of one of the dream prizes. They're giving out the passes as a dream prize because okay. they're not charged. Oh, okay. So, a limited amount of people, and I'm guessing a fairly large amount, would make it worth it. Uh, get this pass to stay late in the park. Right. They get they get they get pushed into uh, uh, the ranch, uh, the big uh, the, the, the barbecue. They get shoved into there. Right. Park is cleared, and then uh, they're, they're allowed to. They're cut loose to run run in the park for an hour and Extra. ride limited attractions. An hour. Right. An hour. So, yes. Not very Between long. Thirty and thirty. Okay, so this is that is not you know at Florida it has to do with uh, being a where resort you stay. Yes, in uh, on property resort, which gets you the ability to enter early or stay late depending on the schedule. And that's also something that you pay for, isn't it? No, no, it's part of your. It's it's a perk for staying well, on in Walt Disney. Yeah. It's part of the packaging of being staying on property. Same as the Magic Mornings at Disneyland. Correct. You can go in as part of the as part of the package of being a guest of one of the resort hotels. It's not part of the package. It's just a perk for being staying at a Disneyland hotel. If you stayed at a, a Disney World well, hotel just, one night. The perk of staying at one of the Disney Disney hotels. Yeah, you yeah. Get to go on yeah, it's morning. not like it's a, a pat, you know. But it's also a hard ticket event too. No, you just no, I'm no. Saying show the, your... the magic morning is. The what? The magic morning at Disneyland is. It's both it's hard, hard ticketed. It's a hard. It's hard ticketed to certain travel packages, but if you're a guest at the hotel, you can also do it too. So you could be staying at the Best Western and come on a certain. Uh, Magic Kingdom Club travel kit and get that ticket to go in early. Bingo. Okay. So in a sense, Magic Morning is the same thing as Extra Magic Hours um, because it's a certain section of the park, which is the way the Florida ones usually work. It's not usually the whole park is open. Limited attractions are. Um, They just have not had the extra evening hours because I think you might find that Disneyland has far more private parties. You can tell me, Richard, they still have as many as they used to. I'm not sure. Google's having one this this uh, week, aren't they? I'm not sure if Florida has that many private parties. I, you know, I'm. I'm not been, sure. I've been looking. You know, I'm doing banker hours now, so I'm out of there. I'm 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 home, and it's still daylight, even in the middle of winter, which is nice. But so I'm not there late enough to really tell. But I'm looking at the schedules and everything. We don't have anywhere near the private parties like we used to. I mean, we might have one a month. It's it's nothing like when you were working there and we were having private parties all the time during winter. Yeah, a lot of times twice a week at least, and yeah, um, they were always good no. for a mix-in on a you know Friday night. Or- yeah, mix-ins, mm. mix-in, right? Mix-ins good. Yeah, we don't have, we don't have uh, the private parties. We have the occasional mix-ins that are usually done in on a Sunday or something. When we're already staying open late, anyways. Well, I wouldn't call eight late, but on Sunday, (laughs) ten o'clock usually. Ten o'clock, okay. All right, so moving down the list, uh, treehouse, blah blah. Yeah, fine. Uh, Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Hopefully, it's better than ours. Uh, Oh, I like ours. It's fine too. I like ours. I like Florida's. My 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 biggest issue is where it is, why it's where it is, versus what it is. 
though I, <laughs> you know, though I mean, what got sacrificed? <laughs> exactly. Well, the other thing I don't like about it is I think they they veered away from what a dark ride has been established as in the past, which is really close to you, very immersive, and the rooms they kind of went on the Roger Rabbit uh, model, but Roger Rabbit executed it much better. You're not as tight. You got some bigger rooms, but the rooms are all finished off fairly well. It seems like in Pooh, they left a lot to your imagination versus finishing the room up. That's that's kind of the way I see it. I'm thinking, God, this is a huge room. And oh, wait, there's the rafters, there's this, because your eye has time to drift, where in Roger Rabbit, you don't really have that. I'm glad you explained it that way because you were starting to concern me. You were starting to sound a little DF on me there. Uh, I'm not sure how, but, you know, whatever. Well, because it wasn't a dark ride like dark rides should be. No, no, no. no, no. I'm the one that will not buy into the mansion and pirates being a dark ride. A lot of people... No, I don't don't, don't look at them as dark rides. We could do a whole show on that. There's websites that consider those dark rides. In fact, a lot of our DPN podcasters consider them dark ride. But in the vein of the imagineering definition that's printed uh, in more than one publication, a dark ride, dark ride is usually described as a fantasy land type ride. You know, the, the Snow White's those. I mean, that's kind of their their benchmark for the dark ride. But go ahead, Mike. What were you going to say? No, no, that's all right. You you hit oh, okay. it. I was saying, you know, that certain definition of dark ride is black. You know, a lot of black, black light, black light yeah. small. You know. And, and you know the, some of these sites that define it is it's in a building, it's in the dark, therefore it's a dark ride. But you know you can find uh, a couple uh, yeah. couple references to to old Imagineers that say will say literally quote a dark ride like Snow White or a dark light black lit like this. You know so yeah, that's, that's that's why I always say dark. In fact, Richard, you can confirm this when we worked at the park. If someone said you know you're doing dark rides or you're you're Something like that, you would never think. Oh, I better run over to the mansion or pirates. You'd immediately no, go to Fantasyland. Right. There was only the four dark rides, which were all four in Fantasyland: Peter Pan, Mr. Toad, Snow White, and Pinocchio. Or uh, no, before, and Alice in Wonderland. Alice, yeah, and there was no Pinocchio at first. But anyway, so okay, so down the list they have Mickey's Philharmonic. When you were there, there was. Yes, when I was there, there was. Uh, when I was there, there wasn't. Correct. That's because you you are you were actually there when you had hair too. Uh, oh, shut. <laughs> shut up. Uh, <laughs> and you were there when you were funny there too. <laughs> oh! <laughs> well, obviously, I must still be because everybody's laughing. No, um, just just uh, fine. Yeah, but that's you, Bob. That was pretty good, Richard. Um, Mickey. No, still- I, I, I I will clarify the point you made. Pirates is a flume ride because it's it's a water attraction that rides down a flume, and Haunted Mansion is an Omnimover ride. Yeah, and I could go a little further than that, that not-so-little black book and see what Wed actually defined each of the rides book of, were. and The Book, book of, wonders. of Wonders. I believe if you look in your little black book, that was that was the definition because that's what a, uh Imagineer told me when we were – it's pretty close, not, Richard. You're, you're, you're pretty close. It's not the exact words, but it's so close that it really doesn't matter. All the Fantasyland rides say dark ride. Yeah. None of the other ones do. 
they might they might describe it as an adventure ride. They might describe it as a flume ride. They might describe it See, as a even, thrill ride, but it will never be described as a dark ride. Even Buzz Lightyear. I was when I was talking to uh, that one Imagineer. That's one of the show directors that's getting ready to work on the new aerial attraction. Yeah. They referred to Buzz Lightyear not as a dark ride. Buzz Lightyear was an Omnimover ride. I could see why they would say that only in the respect that it, it's constantly moving. So Because they, they defined it by the ride control system okay, on there fine. as well. Let's, let's expand that and see if you buy into this. And this is way off our subject, but the... But it's, we're known for this. Yeah, that's right. Peter Pan in Florida never stops. Okay. So is it now not a dark ride? That's a good question. But I it's like that not. Question. It's not an Omni mover. Absolutely not an Omni mover. But it never stops. Is it? I don't. So it's got an Omni mover type unload. Well, it's got a capability. Mini- I need to go well, back there because I don't remember how that operated. It, it operates yeah. from above, just like ours. It's a hanging one. But it never stops. It's got a movable walkway, and you just you know saunter all up and saddle up into it. And you but know. they're 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 individual vehicles that are on this track. They just never stop. Correct. I think it's the pirate ships that hang, but it's a, got a moving walkway next to the load and unload they're areas. Not connected to one another as not like basic. an Omni Mover. No, they're not. They're not daisy chained together like an Omni Mover is. Like Buzz Lightyear is. Like uh, no. Uh, haunted mansion or adventure through inner space were it's it's probably more like a skyway where you got two different speeds of people mover of cable well yeah the the point is you know you can't necessarily just call it an omni mover because it never stops because obviously a people mover a a skyway all these um ride mechanisms uh can be constantly in motion and not be an omni mover but you are right um or pretty sure you're right that yeah buzz is using an Omnimover type system, but I still would look at it as a dark ride in the sense of what the environment is on top of... Uh, it's, it's kind of the dark rides, too, when you look at what the Imagineers define them as, were the, the cartoon stories, the, yeah. the feature film story, or the you know, feature uh, animation stories. Uh, yeah. So that's why I, I kind of lump those in like that but and and i will and on that i'll grant you that they do refer even though it's going to be an omni mover over at little mermaid they're already referring to it as a dark ride going over there at uh, yeah because it's 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 in that genre again of a animated feature and that seems have we ever done an animated feature in a you know a larger pirates or mansion type attraction Roger Rabbit, maybe. That's still a dark ride. That's a dark ride. Yeah, Roger Rabbit would be a dark ride. Um, large, large. Oh, like on the scale, animated. something on a huge scale like a mansion or pirates. I can't think of one. Splash. Eh, that's Splash. close. You, you got me there. That's close. Uh, so maybe one. So in, typically, well, you know, but that wasn't a full feature animation. That was a live action with animation in it. No, but the, okay. Big, see, it's been how, okay. How long has it been since I've seen Song of the South? I don't know, thirty, forty years. But you know, got a cop there was, if you ever want to watch it again. But isn't there segments where yes. the or, where yes. it's all animated yes, like cartoon? But it's not okay, a full so. feature animation. 
No, no, it is not. I, I agree with that. But that's, but, you still, know, that's, that's a close thin to, line yeah. to say that they haven't treated an animated feature on a large scale. It's, it's a thin line, but it is it is a line none, nonetheless. Uh, okay, so Philhar Magic. I think that's a good. That's something I love to go back and see. I, I like that that show, so I could go see that. I get to see it. I'm looking forward to seeing it. The formula is getting tired, though. Donald loses something. Uh, you know. <laughs> I don't know. It's been going on for over 50 years, and it's, people are still <laughs> laughing. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Donald throws gonna... a fit. Um, we know it's going <laughs> to happen. Goofy trips and drops something and chuckles. Um, Mickey saves the day. I mean, hey, every every Rambo, Die Hard, uh, all those movies, <laughs> yes. any Schwarzenegger movie has been based off of these same premises that they come save the day just like Mickey. So you might say Mickey was hey, started it. M- MGM musical, boy meets girl, <laughs> boy loses girl, boy sings song and gets girl. Every MGM movie is that yeah, way. Well, because they, they prescribe to um, Shakespeare's analogy of how many different kinds of stories you can have. There's 11, there are 7, eight, 11. There are something. eight main themes. Every story is based on okay. a mixture of these. And themes. Mr. Film Student, please tell everybody who don't know what those eight themes are. Because we talk about this occasionally, but we never actually... Oh, jeez. Oh, I can't even remember. So let's move. Thing. Stitch Encounter. So that's that's a um, it's like a talk. turtle talk. Uh, that that might be okay. That might be a better way to treat Stitch than with another type of attraction. And then the Animation Academy again. Um, so let's count up what we think. You both do it. Okay, kind of make some noise so we don't have dead air. But kind of go down the the Hong Kong <laughs> list and count up how many attractions you think are ones. That would draw you back if you were a paying customer. Try to put yourself in the okay. "I only go once every year" type thing. Is there enough to draw you well, back? Okay, so I'm going to say no. I have to say no. No, no, no. You're supposed to I'm go down say and no. count how many you think would be things that would draw you back, not just yes. Okay, one. I'm looking at three, two. Three. Yeah, I got. Three is probably the most I could say, and that's stretching it just a little bit. Yeah, when you were going Four, through this whole list, I already it. went through, you know, on what would what would ring you back and what one. And I'm going, yeah, that one. Yeah, no, maybe Philhar Magic, uh, Space Mountain, and what was the uh, Jungle Cruise? I yeah, I did Philhar Magic, Jungle Cruise, Space, and I gave a little bit to uh, Buzz. Oh, okay, but okay. Buzz is, buzz is fun. I gave a little bit to Buzz, but I didn't give any to Filler Magic because I've never seen it, so I can't say I'd go uh, back to good, it. Good point, Richard. Uh, but now... Uh, no frame of R- reference. R- okay. R- well, I think he could have had a frame of reference, but he pulled the mic card and didn't do some things when he was there, but we won't get negative, it. Negative Rampart. Uh, filler Magic was closed in rehab when I was there the last time. Okay, that's all you had to fucking say, because I know you've been there when it's been there. You didn't say it was under rehab. <laughs> Um, okay, so now, will you give any points for Disney ambiance where you might want to just go hang on the street like John Stamos and watch people? Which, you know, when you think about it, it might be kind of sick, but, um, you know, would do you... Wait a second. Run the as, a, uh, as to travel to Hong Kong from the United States? Remember, Hong Kong is not so much about traveling to go see. It's for more the local market. I mean, there there are okay, the DFs, we know who they are, um, who will travel there to see it. And I probably would like to go see it myself. So, um, 
but you're there as a Hong Kongese person, a Hong Konger, whatever they call them. Um, they're, they're called Chinese, Greg. Well, no, 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 no. <laughs> so a person from Hong Kong does not like to call themselves, well, the ones I know don't call themselves Chinese necessarily. They're from Hong Kong. They never they're say wrong. how you describe a Hong Konger, but they're not Chinese. They say, Hong I'm from Kong. Hong Kong. They were called Brits back in the past. Hong Kong so. Long Dong, I don't know, but... Uh, um, so impressed. you're you're a local guy. Would you go pay a little bit, you know, like maybe get the annual pass because but, you can sit and enjoy the ambiance like John Stamos does? But that's the thing. Is it a uh, local park? See, that was my understanding. Well, for everybody that's in Hong Kong, yes, it's a local park. Just so like I mean, everybody that's in Orlando okay. has a local park called Walt Disney World. Okay, it's local to the people I, there. Exactly. But, when, but when they were building it, are they building it just for the people there, or are they building it because it was a large international hub for that entire region of the world that people within... Okay, you thousand, answered your own question, Richard. Would they have built this piece of shit to draw in this a large amount of people in this hub? <laughs> you guys are... All right, listen. I mean, think about it. This is not a part that you're going to say, oh, I've got... You know, a day between my seminars, so I want to go run over. There's not enough to really draw you in. A true Disney fan, you know, is going to say, hey, I've got the chance. Let's go see this. All right. Assuming that I would like Hong Kong Disneyland as a Hong Konger. <laughs> okay. okay. Like, like I like Disneyland as someone who lives in Southern California, then sure, I'm going to go because it's probably going to provide me some sort of magic right it's going to provide me with something (laughs) (laughs) well okay whatever knowing me right whatever gets me to go to disneyland now if i was a hong kong local i would use that same whatever it is is going to get me to go to hong kong disneyland and hang out and watch people or ride freaking buzz lightyear to like break a million points i Again, it goes back to the reference. Actually, no, their orbitron's kind of cool. They look like little space saucers. You know, you're you're talking about it as a person that lives right next door to Disneyland that, that goes there rather regularly. A person in Hong Kong, they've only had Hong Kong Disneyland for what two and a half years now. Will they go back to it if they're okay. there? It's well, they had five million. They had five million visitors that first year. It's seventeen attractions, five million yeah, visitors. Now, did, have you it looked, still has a new and uniqueness to it, and oh, they're okay. adding to it. Have they? What, what okay. have they added? But the, in three Mike years, said, they adding, add? they're adding. You, you and Mike both just said they're adding. No, uh, I'm trusting that Mike said that they're adding a small world. I don't know small that world. A small world. Uh, let's see. And and I remember, else I- I'm trying to take my, and you're right, Richard, I'm partly looking at it from our perspective, but I'm trying to take myself out of that and say, okay, you've just built this park for me, and it's going to cost me, you know, X amount of Hong Kong dollars to get in. I know what I have, what the value I have here, because there's a lot of stuff to do. I don't see, you know, if you've heard, because they have TV, believe it or not, they have the internet, believe yeah. it or not. They are very well in tune to what's available in the rest yeah, of the I world. Yeah, Square. Yeah, they have been here. They travel here, and they don't seem to have too much of a problem going on pirates in the haunted mansion. By the way, either. Um, and now they've got a park in their their backyard, and they're thinking, "Hey, maybe I don't have to spend ten thousand dollars to go to Disneyland." And they build this. 
Now, personally, I think it's a good start if it is a stepping stone to add more. I'm just trying to maybe put myself in the foot uh, or in the shoes of the people writing this blog trying to say this is a piece of crap. And maybe it is if they don't do something quickly. I think I saw a chart somewhere that shows their attendance numbers are dwindling over the last two years. That was a week. The Wikipedia entry said that the attendance has is gone down. Okay, I may have saw it there. I don't remember uh, where I saw it. Um, but but that's that's a big assumption. I, my understanding what's, was what's a big assumption that a large portion of Hong Kong has traveled outside of Hong Kong, in particular towards the United States. I don't, you know, by, again by the person who sits next hey. to me, it seems to be more uh, prevalent than you think. Okay, I'll, I'll grant you that because I have I have no resource or background sure, knowledge. Sure, that's, that's fine. But that that would be a good question to ask ask your uh, your cubby mate is to see what percentage. I mean, we're okay. There might be a good portion. You might have a couple hundred thousand people, but if you have a you know tens of millions, a couple hundred thousand people is a rather small portion that get out to major traveling tour. Brandon, and I have I have no idea. But just think of how many Aussies leave that rock. I mean they but, take long uh, vacations. Yeah, you know, it's also a little different too. Okay, Hong Kong is not a third world. There you know, you're it's, you're, no, you're it's fit not, many it's, Hong Kong Chinese here. It's it's a, a a very upscale community and I think they're far more traveled. Now the the bigger question is are they that interested in Disney? You know that is you know we Another know the Japanese are hugely enthralled with the Disney, you know whatever yeah. magic. But, oh, by the well, way, a one day okay, ticket is two hundred ninety five Hong Kong dollars, and I don't know how much a Hong Kong dollar is worth in our money. Uh, but but you you yourself when you were working at Disneyland, you saw how many Chinese tour groups were coming into Disney all the time. Disneyland. Yep. So I'm going to say it's probably very popular with uh, Chinese as well. But uh, let me – okay, I'll, t- I'll take your question that you had. Is it worth going to Hong Kong Disneyland after being at Disneyland in California? I don't believe I actually said that wasn't my question. Okay, re- rephrase If you, you want to go into that one, you can answer that one for yourself. Okay. You don't have to go get a hotel. You don't have to pay for airfare. You can still see it might not be quite the same as Disneyland. It might be not be near as much things to do as Disneyland, but it's still part of Disney, and it still has that little magical touch to it all. It still makes me feel good going in, and I can spend a fraction of the money and spend a day there or even a weekend there compared to having to get airfare and hotels back over in the States. Hong Kong Disneyland is actually fairly cheap. Are you looking at the exchange rate? That's just where I was going. Yeah, 285 Hong Kong dollars equals $36. Now now that we've put that in perspective, that is a $35 park, in my opinion. It wouldn't be what we're charging, what, $80 now for? (laughs) That's Park Hopper, right? $90 is Park Hopper. $90 is Park Hopper. I was just asking. $70, yeah. So I think it's like $79 for a single park. Okay, so now look at it from that way. As a $35 park, and I think that's what you said. Yeah, but do you guys remember what we used to get for twenty bucks or thirty-five bucks? Um, you know, and, and it's hard to put it in perspective to what you know compared to what we're used to, and you know, and that's why I think this Blogspot blog might be going a little too far in some ways. But you know, there are 
a fair amount of what we would consider staple attractions left out, and we have no idea if they're coming or when they're coming. So, someone in the comments section made a, a valid observation, is that because some people were comparing it, well, you know, DCA start out with not many attractions, MGM Studios start out with not many no, attractions. Greg, uh, you know. You- do, wait a second. Wait, Disneyland Paris. You know, Walt Disney. Well, you know, the studios in Paris did not start a lot of attractions, right? But <laughs> they all had the granddaddy there to to back them up when they were low, right? So instead of people going to Disneyland Result uh, to Disneyland and getting a park offer for DCA just to check out for a few yeah. bucks, they had to pay yeah. a high price for only one park with only a few attractions. He says that uh, the. Uh, because unlike these other underbuilt parks, when they open, there's no main park that has a full day of attractions to draw the crowds. It isn't a lightweight second gate. It is a lightweight first gate. And, and, no, that is – okay. I just – that's a great analogy, by the way. I just found something on something called Disney Comics Worldwide. It says Hong Kong Disneyland mm-hmm. to build three new attractions by this summer. And, okay, it doesn't have a date on it. So <laughs> here's here's some of the expansion that happened. Um Oh, it was posted, I'm sorry, on Monday, February 27th, 2006. So that is roughly a year ago. Two years years ago. Today, Hong Kong Disneyland announced that it plans to add three new attractions to their small theme park as part of its long-term expansion plan. The additions include Autopia, Stitch Encounter, and UFO Zone. This long-term improvement measure designed to do two things, blah, 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 blah. Now... Wait, UFO, UFO zone is like where water squirts on the kid or something, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. I mean, do you get one? Here's their expansion plan. We've opened Stitch, big, big deal. Um, uh, okay, if it's Turtle Talk, if it's like Turtle Talk with Christ, that's not a bad no, attraction. It's not bad, but it's not an e-ticket by any means. But we need, you know, you can't have all e-tickets. You have to have a balance. So I'll give you that. Anatopia, but that's not, you know, when I think of an expansion. For instance, the Magic Kingdom. Opened without a Tomorrowland in 1971. By 1975, or yes, yeah, 75, they had opened Space Mountain, uh, Wedway, Carousel of Progress, and a few others. So it opened basically with no Tomorrowland attractions. So Mission to Mars. a lot of people forget that or don't even know it. For whatever that's worth, I hear a bunch of, you know... But, you know, it was under construction. Exactly. So, but the point is, they had plans, right? Sure. I'm not seeing... Okay, uh, according to Wikipedia, Small World's going to open early 2008. Okay. Um, But other than that, you know... Uh, I, I guess okay. Here, I, you know, the final analysis to me is that they're taking it slow, and I think it's n- n- not the best idea. You know, they're taking it slow, and it seems to be a self fulfilling prophecy that well, we'll take it slow, and we'll see how it goes, and if it does good, we'll build more. Well, because they took it slow, it's not doing good, so they're like hesitant to build more. But how are they? Who's who's saying it's not doing well? Well, their their attendance has dropped over the last couple of years. Their their attendance has not met figures, okay? And and, and since you know Disney never actually officially releases attendance figures and projections, yeah. you know uh, we we only have to go with what's out there on yeah, the internet. No, that's, Wikipedia that's, has an example with the uh, with Paris Disneyland or Euro Disneyland when it opened. Its first year attendance 
was larger than any other first-year attendance at any other park. Though, But did it meet projections? Well, that's just what I'm getting at. They say they lost money. No, they lost money on paper because they, they said we were going to hit – I'm just throwing numbers out, so don't take these as fact. We're going to hit $10 million this year. They hit seven. There's still profit. There's not as much as they projected. So what that helps them do is, which what's going on in, in uh, Hong Kong, is they get to play with the banks, readjust their yeah, not, their, their debt, debt services. services and, and, yeah. Okay, here's another thing. Phase one extension began three new attractions for Tomorrowland that opened in 2006. Okay, Three new rides for the 2007 and 2008 season are Animation Academy, Mickey's Waterwork Parade, which is a water-based summer parade, and it's a small world. The uh, it just you know I, these aren't the kind what? of attractions you add to no, get attendance up. Now, small world or, or to build or to build upon whatever minor success Correct. you had the year I think before. Small world, though. I kind of personally am getting tired of it and think it might have seen its day. It um, still one of the most popular attractions. I. I I don't doubt it, but you remember, Walt was never afraid to get rid of a popular attraction if there was something better to put in there. Thank you, Walt. You're welcome. Um, but uh, other than Small World. Really? Okay, wait a second. I, I got I to. Gotta, what popular attraction is Walt taking away to put something uh, better in? Well, let's see. We, we won't go over the Tomorrowland rip down two or three times to keep making it better every time. Uh, okay, what okay, uh, okay, wait a second. Wait a second. What did he take away that was popular to put in something better? Uh, Just because he ripped down Tomorrowland, you, Tomorrowland, you know, Hall of Aluminum, oh, Hall of Chemistry. They, re- they redid they, the Astro Jets to make them better. Um, so that was an upgrade to an existing type of attraction. Okay, to, that's an upgrade okay, to an existing. That's I'm, not removing. I'm waiting. I, I, I'm, I'm thinking. Waiting I'm thinking. Give me some time. Come on, Mr. Pressler. Tell us. Pressler. Thanks. <laughs> Uh, well, remember what he said? We were getting rid of the electrical parade because it's at the top. We don't want to wait until it wanes and people want to see it go away. We want to get rid of and it. And how, how long was it at the top? I don't think it was ever at the bottom. It was popular almost from day one. Okay. Right, uh, but that's what I'm saying. If you get rid of something that's popular. Okay, but I'm, I'm, calling, I'm calling bullshit on your yeah, assertion you that Walt ripped out. I'm saying he's... <clears throat> you haven't successfessfully defended to yourself right. yet. I'm saying that he was willing... Good one, Mike. Good. Go get him. Well, if you'd shut your pie <laughs> hole, I could actually answer him. Okay. Uh, I'm yes. saying that I think he is willing and was willing. Uh, if he was still willing now, that'd be a pretty good trick. Um, he was willing to take the chance of ripping something out to improve it. Um, okay, I'm not denying that, but you made an assertion uh, that he did that. You're, wait, you're right. You're okay. right. It would probably you were, have been a better t- assertion that said. Wait a second. Was, wait, wait. That's not what you said, Greg. No, Mike was just it? told me what I said. No, I just corrected him, Richard. It wasn't getting rid of it's not something. Your pie hole, Richard. He already corrected me. I know. You said get rid of something to put something else there that was better. He already corrected me, you dumb fuck. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I would probably be better to qualify it and say he took existing attractions and changed them and improved them. They didn't sit there stale for 20 or 30 years. So in that sense... Okay. Small World may have had changes. I'm sure Small World might have been upgraded over the years, uh, yes. Like, you look at the original Mine Train and then what the Mine Train was expanded to. So you you took the original one, you expanded it, you made it better. And you know what? And I think that was a function of money. 
You know, he had so much money to get Disneyland oh, open. No doubt about it. You know, and Disneyland, Disneyland kicked ass. Now he's got extra money to actually go back and do what he no, wanted to no get done. No doubt you know? whatsoever. But I'm saying he was willing to do that. Now we have attractions that become museum pieces. <laughs> well, in this case, I think I'm, I'm going to take it to the point of I think it's also part of where your attention is. Small World's doing great. Let's go build Indiana Jones. Let's go do this. Let's go build uh, on some of these. Now they're coming back and they're saying, oh, yeah, well, the ride control system and everything else on Small World's 40 years old. I guess we, we besides just doing a Christmas show on it, maybe we should actually do something more to it. And hence, they, they're going to be putting the bigger boats in and they're going to redo all the uh, waterways and the ride control system. And, and the, I understand even the... Uh, animation system is going to be completely changed in there too. Yeah, there's a lot of that, you know, blink funny things that are missing. Um, now, but well, th- think about that though. Oh, you say it's popular, and it's you know it's popular enough that keeps a, uh, a line going. I think the lines are a little shorter than I remember them ten or fifteen years ago. But how many people of our age and ten to fifteen years younger than us that write it on? Every great once in a while, they just say, "Oh my God, that damn song! I can't take it." <laughs> okay, that's kind of what I base it off of. That maybe it's time for change, because the people in my circle are like, "I don't well, I don't want to go on it." In fact, I had to ask my wife to go with me on the Christmas one. I said, "I want to, I want to tape it for the audio and stuff." She didn't really want to go on it. She enjoyed the exterior show, but we're like, "Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm like, it's Christmas." But you can hear Christmas <laughs> music, okay? You, it's not going to be, you know. It's Christmas. So, anyway. But again, I also put it in the reference point. We're there rather often. Yes, the song does get rather annoying at times. But you go back, just you say to people in our circle a few years ago, okay, a few years ago, I had a couple of kids that that, is, that was the, the beginning, end all, and everything of Disneyland. We had to hit It's a Small World when we were at Disneyland. I mean, there was other... We you know, go it's to, so, I'm go glad to you have a couple of DF kids. I'm, I'm, I'm proud of you. It's I, so easy it, to tune that song out. So come on. It's all, Seriously. It's having three, four, five-year-olds, Greg. It wasn't that long ago where your kids were that No, big. and they weren't begging to go on that attraction. It just wasn't one of their favorites. No, they were. It's just dad usually tuned them out as he usually does today <laughs> no, they weren't they were not begging to go on that attraction it's not been a popular one in, in our family i mean it's it's one that i respect for what it it's it's history but i'm looking at it going again it's not a fun it's not, it's not on our it's not on our must it's not on our must do list yeah. either yeah, i'm willing must-do to list. see them if they, if someone at, at imagineering could actually come up with a fairly original good idea um Keep the facade and take the theme of this um, uh, this utopian kitty world and whatever UNICEF wanted when they originally went with this attraction and plus it. But it doesn't seem that WDI knows how to plus an attraction anymore. They they do plus it every Christmas. Yeah, that's nice. Maybe we should know. You know what we really need? Forget the Nightmare Before Christmas. We need the Chucky Christmas. Or Chucky Halloween. Chucky Halloween at Small wait, wait, wait. <laughs> You haven't talked to Ray recently, have you? Uh, formerly, Ray, of, formerly of uh, DVD Planet. Uh, you know what? Ray no longer works in that back room of the DVD Planet. Wait, wait a second. Didn't I just DVDs. say, okay, you're the one that says I don't listen to you. Didn't you just hear me say, 
formally of DVD Planet, yes, saying he doesn't work he there does. anymore. Well, but he still, works, but he still works at Disney, and he has this yes. whole collection of his new drawings. And his one of his new drawings has uh, it's a was a scary world or something like that, and it has Chucky going through. It's a small. No, world. I have that book because, in fact, I have all of his originals. I need to wait get a back. second. How can you have his book? He just drew it up last week, Greg. I have the latest copy, the latest book that he's trying to get sold right now. I helped him get him printed. I still have right. his originals. And I was going to put him on the website. I just haven't he's, got yeah, around to doing that. He's, yeah, as he's been drawing new ones, he's been showing me them at work. Okay, so, so he doesn't have a new book. I have his latest book. And uh, he's had one of those he has four drawings that he's been showing me That's recently nice. that he's not putting together. It's, I went back to that special room looking for him, and he wasn't there. Uh, he hadn't been there for a few months. Well, I, Months, I like, know it wasn't just to go see him. You like going to that special room in the well, back. Well, Art was telling me about a pirate video back there, and I wanted to check. I bet. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think the, the Chucky Christmas, it's a small, or uh, Chucky Halloween, it's a small world, would be a great, great attraction. Uh, so, I, I don't know that I would go to the, 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 length of what they're trying to get across at the reimagining site basically saying that you know Eisner screwed up yet again with this particular park I do think that they were a little short-sighted and not giving them some it's almost like they sold the Hong Kong people short saying they didn't need these big attractions it would, it would be nice to see what kind of market study they did for this yeah, it, it would be interesting maybe we're totally off base and this is the kind of park they're looking for i have a hard time believing that but you know well also here's here's one other thing that we haven't even taken into consideration and you can't tell by this map i should go on to google earth and look how it up. large it is how much room do you have and you only 100 acres hong kong disneyland 100 acres okay this is a is that a hundred sound familiar? Is that a hundred acres on stage or is that a hundred acres with everything backstage and everything included? No, it says the resort's three hundred and ten acres, Hong Kong Disneyland hundred acres. It doesn't it doesn't get any more specific than that. Because yeah, because the in Burm area of Disneyland is what, like eighty just shy of ninety acres on the inside the train track and Toontown. But you have all this. So it's it's a, you have this. Huge, it's approximately the same size as Anaheim, yeah, but you have this huge support facility that surrounds it all. So you know there are just certain things, and it's on landfill, and you have to take into consideration the weight of certain attractions too. Uh, you know, I don't think landfill's an issue here, not in today's um, technology. Yeah, technology. but that that. Yeah. That I bring up because of Tokyo Disneyland when they were trying to uh, build a uh, Splash Mountain over there. They were having a heck of a time trying to figure out. They were using all these concrete, plastic uh, type deposits. But, everything but did they get it out. done? They did get it done. Did they build a Tower of Terror? They built a Space Mountain. They built some some huge buildings. And all you got to do is look at Florida on a damn swamp. I mean, landfill, swamp, landfill, swamp. I might go for the landfill because it's probably compacted far better than the swampland. I mean, the natural Mother Earth, tons yeah. Tons and tons. Uh, R- R- Richard, you, you have heard of the Palm Island project, right? Yes, over there at, uh, what is it, uh, United Emirates? Something like that. Yeah. I mean, if, and there is, 
what the way they're building the way they're filling that island in is crazy. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to go on any of the high rises over there too quick either. <laughs> I w- I w- you know, I wouldn't be but, worried about it. Uh, the, the engineering they're doing is just incredible. The rock they're digging up off the ocean floor yeah. and moving oh, it to build this they're island. They're literally, literally moving the earth. To have make you, have, you, look, yeah, have the, you looked at the Google Earth of that, the space photos of it? Yeah, it's pretty cool. Amazing. Yes, yes, yeah. Uh, National Geographic last year had an article on it showing a lot of the space photos and then talking about the whole building going on in that whole region. You know, I, I one of them. It was a Modern Marvel episode where they're showing how they're grinding up the ocean floor and moving that rock. You know what? I, to I may yeah. have um, potentially got some of my somewhat misleading information about Hong Kong Disneyland from this little-known site, DisneyWorldTrivia.com. Uh, <laughs> we all know whose site that is. Um, it actually, oh, say it again. <laughs> it took Mike a minute. It took Mike a minute. It's DisneyWorldTrivia.com. Uh, um, uh, here's what it's saying. It kind of sent me down these paths. Uh, let me find it again. Uh, uh, plans for Hong Kong Disneyland, Disneyland's 11th theme park, and a replica of the original Disneyland began in 1999 on Lantu Island. Um, it's a 30-minute train ride from central Hong Kong, so that's nothing. Now, also... Here's the problem, Richard. Uh, well, for the market study and all that kind of stuff, and the 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 um, uh, because of this analogy here, it was it's used. Uh, it used to be Disney was exported on its own terms. Said Robert Thompson, a professor of popular culture at Syracuse University in Syracuse. Yeah, <laughs> but in the late twentieth century, twentieth at that university. Yeah. <laughs> It says, um, but in the late 20th and early 21st century, America's cultural imperialism was tested. Now, instead of being the ugly American, which some foreigners used to find charming, we have to take off our shoes and belch after a meal. (laughs) Hey, you want to hear another? Here, here's another Syracuse Disney tie-in. In In 1929, Helen Aberson, she graduated from Syracuse in 1929. You know who she is? Helen Abramson? Aberson, A B E R S O N. Sounds vaguely, vaguely familiar, but no, I don't. Goes on to write the original 1941 book and film script for Walt Disney's Dumbo. Oh, nice. So there you go. You know, Gil Cates. Gil Cates uh, might be out of a job. You know, doing the Emmy, uh, Academy Awards. Who might be out of a job? Gil Cates. Gil Cates, the guy who produces oh, the Academy yeah, Awards. Because the writer strike. Well, that's just this year, unless they. Yes, okay, yeah. He's SU alum. Oh, okay. Um, uh, Luke does have an interesting little feng shui thing here where they says the Walt Disney executives decided to shift the angle of the front gate by 12 degrees. So, so yeah, some kind of I remember hearing that they... Where is this trivia? I'm looking at, I see, Magic Kingdom. It's called Mepcon. DisneyWorldTrivia.com forward slash article viewer dot PHP question mark aid equals 151. Got all that? Uh, uh, yeah, you can't just tell me how you navigated uh, to it, huh? I did a um, Google search, and I found Hong Kong oh, Disneyland to build to three it. new attractions. Oh, no, no. Disney bows to feng shui for Hong Kong Disneyland, Disney World, dot, dot, dot. Dot, dot, dot. Yeah, I do remember there was a... Uh, Some feng shui issues? Feng shui issues going on there. And then you can take a look <laughs> at shui. the uh, the... Main Street, the main entrance, faces, what is that, 
northeast. It doesn't face south like all the other parks do. Oh, okay. Now, wait a second. No, no. Tokyo's doesn't face friggin' south. I thought it did. No, no. Tokyo's main entrance faces north northwest. Oh, it does. I will go to Google Earth and see. Um, LaughingPlace.com says that the Hong Kong Disneyland's pirate project is dead, question mark. Reliable sources have told us that the Walt Disney Company's partner in the park, the government of Hong Kong's special administrative region, has refused to oh, back expansions. God, I wish I could read something without voice coming in my head. <laughs> has refused to back expansion plans for Adventureland and any substantial investment in the park's near future or near-term future. Therefore, Pirates of the Caribbean-themed expansion to the park is no longer on the drawing board. Walt Disney Imagineering continued to look at additional ways to increase capacity at the 11th gate. Now, what were you saying, Richard? This is one of those comedy organizations. Oh, well, yeah, probably. That one I'll give you. So you're saying that uh, Tokyo's... Let's see, I have my Tokyo guidebook out here. Let's see if it's got any references to real-world map in it. Because it's typically shown in the typical, you know, way of all the other Disney parks. Nope, this particular guidebook does not... Or pictorial book does not give us any of that garbage. Um, so do you, do you think the reimagining guys are... Again, stretching it a little bit here and not giving the park its, you know, its growing pain dues. Okay, I, you know, I think it's, I think a simple attraction comparison is taken out of context. You know, we have no idea what kind of marketing analysis we've done. We have no idea what a kind of cultural influence is uh, affected. I mean, I'm looking at one of these, you know, Disney World trivia entries here, and um, you know, Disney, it, you know, this one is asserting that Disney did not does not adequately adequately cater to the Chinese obsession for photo taking. So like this fantasy gardens attraction was added so they could take pictures of it. You know, so without, I know without the whole picture, you know, it's hard to imagine what their, what their real point was other than just to try to, to tweak the nose of somebody who decided what attraction let's should go in the Hawker. Well, yeah, I know it's again, you're right. It's, we have no, um, we have no clue. Yeah, no, we don't have the background. Yeah. We have no background. No on background that. in from like Richard kept saying, which is a good point, from the perspective of we see the park, even if it's not from us going every day, but uh, trying to take the perspective of what of what Disney World has for us who have to travel across the country and maybe do it once a year, once every few years, what we expect, um, or if we were. You know, when I was a kid, we went basically once a year, maybe twice. We went on Christian school days with our school, and we might have got to go during the summer, maybe. A lot of times, no. So I was disappointed when Mansion was under rehab, which it all, you know, one of the big attractions was always in the rehab when we were there at a certain time of year when the schools would go. And to me, I was always very disappointed. So, if, you know, if I was to go and find a half of the park closed or maybe only these kind of attractions. Yeah, I might be somewhat disappointed, but again, that's based on the way we see things. Um, and it might not be the same, uh, for them. We don't know what the research was. Correct. Uh, let's see. I'm looking at Tokyo Disneyland right now on Google and 
you know, if you want to say true north map up, um, it is facing, yeah, the entrance. You know, if you were standing looking at the castle, the castle would be to the southeast, I guess. Yeah, so it's northwest. So it is different than the American parks. Very interesting. Oh, shoot. That's another thing that's not on the computer. I got to bring that one. What's that? Google Map? Yeah, I haven't got Google up there yet. I've noticed as as I'm working on different things here, I'm noticing different things that uh, I haven't brought up on here yet. You know, the Microsoft actually has the better maps, but they're usually a little more updated, but I tend to like... It depends on where the pictures are of, because maps.live.com, the bird's eye views are awesome, but like their Tokyo map is no better than this one. But like in the area where my house is, the Microsoft map is better. It's more up to date than the Google map. Especially the bird's eye view. Those are sweet. Well, I'm having fun with the other day as we're getting, we're we're talking about doing a trip to uh, Yosemite. So I'm looking at the uh, Google images of Yosemite from satellite and one picture was taken during the winter, and the picture right next to it taken in the middle of the summer. And right going through this mountain range, line drawn through it, all this side is snow, all this side is green grass. <laughs> well, yeah, that's kind of funny, yeah, where the map's broken up. What I find more interesting is the people who have enough time to isolate shadows of airplanes flying over certain areas. And, and there's, there's a little thing, and you see, oh, there's a little interesting here. And you click on it, it says, airplane flying over Mojave Desert. Wow, you really have to zoom in to see that shadow. Like people are spending, you know, lots of time looking for that stuff. It's it's just it just kind of cracks me up. Yeah. Well, all right, all, have have we exhausted this? I think yet? we have. Um, Thirty-five dollars. Thirty-five dollars a crack going into this park. I don't think it's that bad. No, I still think no. they're rip. Well, again, this is our perspective. I'd like to see another e-ticket. There's, what, uh, one e-ticket? Because I would put Jungle Cruise as a D, but... uh, Correct. You got one e-ticket. But, again, we don't know what the research is. Maybe the crowd's not looking for a bunch of e-tickets. They're looking for a family experience that has Disney theming to it. And if that's the research, they got what they researched. And yep. and the question of is it doing? I I really have to question those that are saying it's doing poorly. That yeah, attendance may have dropped off a little bit, but there's a lot of other reasons. Well, I remember okay, but, watching. But poor, but poor. Go ahead, Richard. I, say, I remember watching films. Still, occasionally they're having to close down the main entrance, and you have people trying to throw their kids over the line, over the fence line, trying to get into the park. Yeah, but that, I don't believe that's well, that, happening that was, anymore. No, that they was, they was, they were able to. I was going to say that was happening during the first six to eight months or something like that, but I understand they're still having uh, rather good crowds there. Well, they, you know, well, okay, what what's it down to? Like six million in the last year? Is it, no, no, four million. Four it million. said that's you know, again, that's year. still a lot of people. It's a small park. Uh, I don't know if it's typically very crowded or not, but um, you know, it's nothing to sneeze at. But they were hoping to keep the six million to seven or eight million yeah. I think a year, but I can understand why they're not. You know, you you got all the interest right away. You got the buzz, you got the hype. But nothing's happened. You give yeah. them you no, give poor- them stitch encounter, you give them an utopia. I mean, think about what that park actually had. We've read what they've expanded with. There wasn't 
very much when it first opened. Doing poorly is a is a relative term. I totally agree. You know, yeah, you know, they say we want six million, only five million show up. Oh, okay, so your projection is off. You know, projection is just a freaking swag anyway. People still came to the freaking place. <laughs> so yeah. And I and I think Greg Mossel made the point too, is that you know, they said the same thing about Disneyland in Paris that okay, it's it's off. It's not making the money. It, but that was what people, the expectations were. It was still doing great. It's just that it wasn't doing the expectations. And a lot of those expectations were a little overblown. I think we even talked about that way back when. Was, yeah, they, are they serious when they're talking about these numbers? They, they expect, the Europeans didn't spend as much on trinkets and food. You know, Americans are trinket people. I mean, you got to look at people. We got. I look at sometimes like, why the hell do I have this? Do I really need this? <laughs> do, do I need this whole DVD dust, library? It's a dust hey, collector. Yeah, what, but, what, is, what is the number one business expansion going on in America these last two years? Self storage. Self storage. Yeah. <laughs> Mike, you and I got in the wrong business. Uh, but think about it. Do Europeans don't live in quite the size homes Palatial. as we do? You know, and uh, it's just probably not cultural to have the pile of shit that we have. I mean, I'm looking around just at the Disney crap I have and the Star Trek crap I have in here, all the CDs that are sitting around here, the couple of computers, the books. Do I really need all this shit? No, but uh, books, books, well, that, you know, like, you know, books. You can always a library is a library. I, I totally agree. Without knowledge, you yep. know, and all that bullshit. But as you can see, I'm real educated with my language. Uh, <laughs> but you know, there's a certain amount we enjoy a luxury here that allows us to have this. So there's nothing necessarily wrong with it. But you kind of just you got to look at the culture. Maybe maybe a European might take a plush home, but that's it. Maybe. Maybe that's for the kid. They're probably not going to be buying Davy Crockett hats and, you know, bows and arrows. I just think you got to look at um, each culture very significantly on what they do and they what they buy. And don't try to just think just because you bring an America over with the theme park that they're going to take everything America has to offer. Because you might also look at what did they bring back when they were at Disneyland. I mean, uh I doubt if they brought a lot of junk back with them. Now, we know the Japanese, we've seen them and the Chinese with a lot of plush, with a lot of balloons, with a lot of jackets, you know, very flashy with the Disney clothes. So maybe that stuff sells well, but maybe the trinkets don't. So it's those are the kind of meetings I would have loved to have been the fly on the wall to see what no what the research actually was. And heaven knows yeah, no, I, Disney, I, Disney doesn't do anything without tons and tons of research they don't they don't even lift a pencil until they have you know 50 people they don't even take a crap without thinking about it first (laughs) (laughs) he's got a plan plan. (laughs) Ruski always has a plan um i mean even you know we we joke about it now but it's the truth even walt when he before for walt disney world he had all this research done on where would be a good place Disneyland. Walt did a lot of research to find out what would be a good place. Where would be a good place for Disneyland? Uh, that was always. That's always been something that they've never, from the get-go, have taken any chances on. 
No, but, you know, yes, they do a lot of research, but who compiled the findings and who made their assumptions based on those compiled findings? Because, you know, they researched this not out of California Adventure and the conclusions they came to were freaking crazy. Yeah. So, you know, yes, they do research, but who applied their brain power to the findings and well, yeah, drew just the because appropriate you did the research doesn't mean you have to implement it or you implemented it and ignore, you know, ignore yeah, it to the right conclusions. Yeah, because then you have the, you know, granted, you, you, you know, and I see this all the time in my line of business. You know, they come to you. We want you to design this. And you give them that and they're like, oh, I love it. How much is this going to cost? And then they're like, oh, shit. Um, now what can we start taking off? And by the time you're done, it's more, it doesn't look. <laughs> it's a, it all like different. It doesn't days. look like you. And we're, you well, know, those are, we're working with a school a district. Project. Uh, a school, the school district, I'm, oh, my God, they got, uh, it's it just driving me nuts. I don't even want to talk about it. They're, you really talk about somebody that says they want this, but they can only afford that, or they're only willing to spend this. And, uh, oh, man, it's frustrating. Well, they, those are people that have no idea, no frame of reference of what something costs. Uh, yeah, that is very true. Yeah. They don't, you know, I needed, you know, I would hate to, th- who knows, somebody from the school district might be in the audience. So, oh, yeah. You know, shouldn't really go into it. But, yeah, there's some frustrating um, stuff sometimes. Yeah, I just went to the same thing with uh, some with a film shoot where they're all gung ho. They want this. They want this. And so I've already put all this work and effort into it. Haven't collected anything off it. And they suddenly say, "How much is it?" And I go, "Well, this is what you're looking at." And they go, "Well, we can't afford that." Well, we can do this. Oh, well, we can't afford that. And then suddenly, the next thing I know is, it's done. It's over with. No more. Yeah, I. Exactly. All right, boys. I think we're starting to go around in circles. Yeah, we are. I think I, well, let's just give our conclusions of what we think our conclusion was. We think that the site didn't really take a good analogy just to compare it offhandedly to Disneyland and how many attractions might discount that the research wasn't done or maybe the research didn't warrant some of the stuff. As a local person, it's hard to, it's hard. Not to say they shouldn't have more because we think they should based on what we're used to. Right. right. So it might, it's probably not a fair analogy, but on the surface, and this is, you know, typical, you know, ploys for, you know, marketing and things like that to make your side look good. Correct. It's manipulating the statistics. Yeah, yeah. You know, is there a potential problem in Hong Kong Disney with attendance? And expansion, by some of the things we read, I'd say yes, because there's some unwillingness to potentially invest because the investors are seeing probably issues with attendance and all that. But that could be systemic of the problem of the initial installation that we didn't provide them enough in the first place. But like Richard said, they're dealing with a commie government. And, you know, (laughs) but then on the other hand, that's a commie government that's so capitalistic it's it's really a weird. Hey, like, not gonna, they're not going to be they're not going to be commie for long. It's just, well, Hong Kong will never be no, commie, but, but it's just know. a weird way to live together. It's like Mary Matlin and uh, what's her husband? Um, you oh got, yeah, that's this extreme right winger and extreme left winger um, who are married. I, I want to say it was. I can, the, I can th- see him right now. So it's not, well, it's not, it's not Carville, yes, is it? Yeah. Carville, Carville, yes. Clinton's uh, bulldog, and Mary Matlin. You know they're they're. <laughs> Polar extremes. Opposites attract. <laughs> I don't. 
They must that's just right. shut up at home and not talk about. You know, <laughs> that's stuff right. Like that. but it's, it's, it's Greg. Yeah. Yet, who, who regularly has gone to dinner with them and looks at both of them as really good friends. Rush Limbaugh goes to dinner and he talks with uh, Carville and Mary Matlin all the time. Uh, I've heard him talk about Mary, but not Carville. And I, uh, if you say so, I'll, I'll buy into that. But I, remember, I, I remember he's talked about that a number of times on his. Uh, well, I, I know listening to the Reagan Diaries, he talked about being good friends with Tip O'Neill, which would be hard to believe because you talked about two ends of the spectrum. Yet he would sometimes say, I can't believe Tip did that. I thought we were friends. I thought we had an agreement. And then Tip O'Neill plays politics. Now, Tip might say, I can't believe Reagan did that. I thought we were friends. We had a deal, and he's playing politics. So, you know, you know I was the union president. We had a particular individual who is now deceased. Um, he had a grievance, and I said, don't worry. We'll go in, and we'll make this supervisor's, you know, day start off really bad. We'll just give it to him. So we went in there. We did our things, and there was a few chuckles at the end, a shared moment of, you know, um, hilarity and, you know, handshaking and little chuckles. We walk out the door. Doors closed. He was freaking pissed at me. How could you talk to him like that? How can you carry on a nice conversation? I'm like, I got to work with this guy every day. I can go in there, <laughs> and you don't think we made his day bad day by saying we're going to go to grievance over your issue? You, He's livid about that. But we all know that we have to interact every day. We have, to carry, we have to carry on professionally every day because we work with these people. Yeah, I may be hourly and I'm your union president. He's my boss salary-wise. We have to work together. This is the weird thing about you know unions and supervisory to hourly roles. It's you, it can't all be confrontational. And I found that sometimes in the unions <laughs> I've been in, it is confrontational. So. It's still, How do we get on this? Still business. <laughs> Okay, let's. How the hell do we get here? I don't know. <laughs> Say goodnight, Mike. Okay. I'm done. Is, good night. Wait, wait, wait. Is there any. We have not done any sponsor stuff. Oh, he says to say good night, and then he goes on talking. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm going. I'm going okay. housekeeping. What housekeeping have we been doing here? Send us so. Sh- send us show suggestions. That's easy for you to say. <laughs> There we go. Send us show suggestions. Say that five times fast. Oh, send us show suggestions. You know send, I, send us Mike, there, show suggestions. Show suggestion. Mike, there was a thumbnail for the Flickr on the DPN site of John Dubb, and I thought it was Richard behind him. Because I see this. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was. Fedora yeah, it's, the it's actually Mouse and Greg. Yeah, yeah. They're great. Yeah. Which yeah. isn't far off from Richard, dude, though, you know. Do wearing the hat, yeah. I, I saw that yeah, thumbnail. Yeah. I had to click on. I go, how did that Richard get there? <laughs> um, oh, right, yeah. Send us show. Have, send us show suggestions. We got that. You said it about three freaking times. Um, so West, the DPN's West Fest. Shut up, Richard. West the Fest, DPN yeah. West Buy Fest. Your damn up ticket. Buy it now. Because Buy you only now. have till March what fifteenth? Fifteenth. That when the price goes up. Price goes up in the fifteenth. Price goes up March fifteenth. April 1st, they stopped selling. First. Now, can you actually buy yeah. on April 1st, or do you have to buy before April 1st? I have no idea. Are we going on April 1st deadline? Or so, yes. three and then go? Yeah, yeah that's right. Is right. it one, two, three, go, or go. one, two, three, go? <laughs> no, April uh, 1st. I'm sure you can buy on April 1st. April 1st yeah. deadline. So, yes, you can. 
But yeah, buy your damn tickets. Well, wet your whistles a little bit. There's going to be something big from MiceCast. Other than the Rabble Rouser meet, thanks to uh, Aussie John. Oh, yeah, yeah. Put that together for us. We, we are got, cooking we got, up something really good. And we know that our, our audience is full of DFs, so this should be right up your alley. And for those who aren't, this is... Don't say anymore. Um, I'm not going to say, say anymore. anymore. I'm just saying there's going to be a big prize. Yeah. Uh, there's be some probably some little stuff. Uh, more details will come out later, but you will yes. not be disappointed. But you got to show up. You have you gotta to show up. To... up. Yeah. So it's going to be fun. Uh, okay. What else? What else? Everyone knows the email addresses. Mike, Greg, or Richard at MiceCast.com. Or pretty much anything you Go to iTunes. MiceCast.com. Yeah, yeah, but I want it to get to you guys, too, not just yeah, me. I never well, you do know what the forward button is, right? Oh, yeah, I suppose I could do that. I thought so. Actually, I should, I should set up a rule that does that. Thanks for reminding me. You're welcome. Now you're going to get all my spam, too. <laughs> yeah, thanks. I appreciate <laughs> all right. it. <laughs> All right. Well, All right, sounds like, you know this was an okay uh, show. I think I, it was fun, kind of exploring Hong Kong. I'm sure Joel will get on the oh, boards yeah. and post. I'm yelling at iPod the whole time. You he oh. did show up to it. He, I'm, what could there be to argue with? There, it's pretty clear that what is and isn't there. But he's got to experience firsthand on the ground, which uh, he, I think he's the only one I know of in the DPN that's done that uh, for Hong Kong. Same here. Yeah. So yeah, it would be good to hear his chiming in, and we didn't feel like calling him. Like that would be prudent of us to get someone who knew something about it uh we'll let them chime uh, in on the boards yeah yeah yep. all, right. all right then i could say goodnight. you can say goodnight anytime you want all right how about the rest of you uh yeah see ya good night
Taken away from him when he kicked off. 